Welcome back to the Defense Nerds Podcast, your favorite source for all military and veterans news from Capitol Hill. I am Leo Shane, Deputy Editor at Military Times. With me, as he always is, is my co-host, the voice of Patrick's war vet uncle on SpongeBob SquarePants, it's Joe Gould, Capitol Hill Bureau Chief for Defense News. Joe? Say hello to the crowd. Hey, what's up, man? Folks, uh, it's August. It's a time when uh, Congress has left Capitol Hill with uh, to visit with their constituents, and most defense reporters are enjoying some time away from military policy fights. Uh, so we don't have a lot of news to talk about right now. We're taking a vacation from that serious stuff and having a little fun on this podcast. If you're like 90% of corporate America, you've been spending most of your work week paying no attention to your boss and instead researching who to draft for your annual fantasy football team. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you're like Joe. Congrats on being a responsible office drone. Uh, fantasy football is when a group of folks get together and take turns picking football players who they think will perform best over the course of the season. Whoever's team gets the most stats, wins some pride, wins some money. It's a great way to enjoy football and hate your coworkers at the same time. So with a hat tip to the Spitballers podcast, whose idea we are just straight up stealing, we thought we'd try and bring some of that absurdity to this podcast this month with a series of military drafts. This week, we are filling four joint chief spots with our favorite favorite television characters, and we have invited a special guest to help us. Please introduce yourself. Hi, this is Aaron Meta from Defense News. I also enjoy fantasy football and hate my coworker Leo. Damn it, Joe. I said one thing. No Aaron on this podcast. Boom. That's the only thing I asked for. <laughs> I bribed Ben. Oh, it's his fault. God. Aaron, on the rare occasions when you actually show up for work, you cover the Pentagon. Um, can any of the current Joint Chiefs carry a hit TV show for a full season? Honestly, I would love to watch Mark Milley, uh, the incoming chairman, uh, host a cooking competition. I just think that would be hilarious <laughs> for some reason. That'd be spectacular. That's it's, my Milley. He the... could be on a podcast. Right? <laughs> All right, look, for this, uh, for this nonsense exercise, we're going to pick personalities we want leading our armed forces with their keen intellects, their insightful strategy, or their ridiculous names, whatever works best for our teams. Uh, we're going to keep it to TV shows, no movie characters, uh, somebody uh, but most people have heard of. So, Joe, no 1970s Swedish detective procedural dramas, please. Um, we're going to do the snake Jeff style. Um, Aaron's going to get the first pick. Joe will get the next one. I'll get the third and fourth. Joe will get the fifth. Aaron will get the next two. We'll keep going. Four rounds. Fill out our senior military leadership team. And afterwards, we, uh, we'll put all this up on uh, Twitter and put this up on the, uh, the podcast sites. Uh, we'll see who comes out on top. We'll ask the listeners. So, work for you two? All right. Yeah, man. Aaron, you are on the clock with the first pick. All right. So, I gave significantly more thought to this exercise than pretty much anything I've done in the last year. And, and more than it deserved. That's probably fair. Um, had a lot of back and forth, really consulted with a lot of experts on this issue, and decided that with the first pick, we're going to go with Admiral William Madama from Battlestar Galactica, the remake. I have him on my list. Because he's the best. <laughs> he's everyone's war dad, right? Humanity is wiped out essentially by the Cylons, but he manages to work together to keep it going. Uh, he's a great military commander. He has respect for his troops. He understands strategy and tactics. But he also is a big proponent of civilian control of the military, which is an important thing you want in your chairman of the Joint Chiefs, which is what I've got him tagged at. He's seen it all. There's nothing that could shock him at this point. Bill Adam is your first pick. Let me just say, you have put far too much thought into this already. I can already tell <laughs> with your prepared remarks, this was... This was I, Wait until I, you hear my victory speech. I, I, am, I, the, well, I won't have to worry about that. That's fine. But uh, no, look, he's on my short list. He's definitely on here. I'm a little surprised. I thought that was like a... A good backup for me, but uh, all right, strong pick for you to start. Joe, what are you thinking? Well, I've, I've never seen Battlestar Galactica, so I didn't. I got nothing. Pause for a second. You're fired. <laughs> but <laughs> but I went to space, too, with my first draft pick, 
Captain Benjamin Sisko from Deep Space Nine. Wow. And and the reason why I picked uh, Sisko is because he engineered the defeat of the Dominion. He he planned many, if not all, of the major battles. Um, ultimately, the planned assault by six hundred plus uh, starships from three different planets. And when you need uh, when you're going to hire a, a Joint Chiefs of Staff, you want that person to be not just uh, joint across the services, but joint on an interplanetary fashion. So that's what I that's my pick, uh, Benjamin Sisko. Two space guys right out of the gate. Space Force, baby. You got to think about that. Uh, well, I th- th- we got to integrate, Leo. Th- the problem is, I did think about that with my first pick, but now I'm tilting away from it because mm-hmm. I want to differentiate my uh, my squad from the rest of yours. But um, but go but for Star it. Trek Fire away. Deep Space Nine, man. Of all the of all the properties you could take, could have been Voyager. Could have been anything no. that people have heard of, really. No, consider that um, in comparison with the other. With the other captains, all they've been in charge of is a single ship, whereas whereas Benjamin Sisko has been in charge of uh, a, a interplanetary fleet. So, I think he's got the edge. But go ahead and you pick who you were going to pick. We're all considering. Yeah, this. go ahead and pick I mean, the person you were going to pick. Leo. Well, look, I'm I'm going a completely different direction here. I'm starting off. I uh, I'm got, I need my chief of staff of the army to be to be forward thinking, to be identifying threats, and to be frankly badass. To be able to to be able to handle things. Be able to I know this guy can run a team. I know he can sniff out a problem far away. I've seen him on a smaller scale, but I want him to do it for the entire country. So I will take Jack Bauer, leader of CTU, to lead up my army. You're, you're I'm already, aghast. This you're is aghast. such an awful choice. This is honestly the worst choice you could possibly have made what? for your first pick. No! He's a loose cannon. His people constantly he get nuked. He is not a loose cannon. He tortures people. He, if people listened to him, they wouldn't get nuked. He sees this coming. The war crimes issue is a little bit of a thing. He's not going to. I mean, do you? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's certainly. A, I know, like, I know on a separate episode we talked about, um, we talked about, are you aware of the military and what the current standards are for military I, officers? Look, look, I Because have, you work for military I times. have enough faith in my, well, boy, then then we're going to, we're going to have some interesting conversations with the rest of mine because with my second pick, I'm taking the Night King. I am definitely <laughs> <laughs> Look, I put him in the Pentagon. I'm going to put him in charge of my Marine Corps. I put him in the Pentagon. I just keep that guy safe. You guys are never killing a single one of my Marines. I don't, if you kill him, Joe, I can bring him back. That's we should, fine. Joe, we should just stop now because we've already won just by dint of Leo's two awful first choices. Yeah. Um, They're villains. I'm sorry. They're the Night villains. King has numerical advantage. He has, again, unlimited soldiers, and he still managed to lose when a 12-year-old stabs him in the belly. And why did he lose? Because... He was stabbed because they didn't put him in the Pentagon. I'm building my Joint Chiefs here. I'm putting him safely in the Pentagon with rows and rows of people. I'm not making the same strategic mistakes that he made with his army. If you have to guard your member of the Joint Chiefs from making a strategic mistake, then he shouldn't be on a Joint Chiefs leader. No, no, no. He's it's supposed fine. to give All you strategy. All I need him to do is to sit back in there and raise his arms, lower his arms, raise his arms, lower his <laughs> arms. I'm all good. My armies can just go rampaging all through. I've, got, I've now got an unbelievable zombie army to go up against your space forces. So Raising like... arms up and down and hoping it works out is how Pentagon acquisition mostly works, so I get that. <laughs> but I mean, man. good luck at um, good luck at uh, keeping anybody working at the Pentagon. It's going to be freezing cold. Ooh. They're going to already, already the air conditioning the is way too... The Pentagon's already very cold. It's yeah, it's fine. already it's way too good. turned up in you there. You know, people already bring their sweaters Nobody's going to work there. Fine, so. Nobody's going to want to work All there. right, Joe. I feel confident in my two picks. <sighs> how I've started off. Let's see where you go. Are you going with... Uh, Star Trek 
beyond something else? Or no, I am going to go with. I noticed that neither of you have a a seasoned naval officer. I am selecting Admiral Percy Percy Fitzwallis from West Wing, played by John Amos. He yeah. was he effectively advocates for um, for gays in the military. He's the, consistently the voice of moral clarity. You guys don't have any Navy guys. Beat that with a stick. And he also started like a shadow war that ended up in, with the president's daughter getting kidnapped. Well, yeah, but if you look, yeah, but if you look at no, 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 but if you look at the if you look at the history there, he was a voice of reason. In some other cases, he no, there they the president Sorry, advocated. The kidnapping no, it was, the, it was the president who advocated for a disproportional response in Syria, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff in that episode. Provided some more proportional responses. This is actually feeling a little this too is, close to real world, Joe. Yeah, this was it was Bartlett who it was Bartlett's own decision that made that happen. I don't know. I had him. I had him as a one I was considering, and then thought that's just too dull. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the Night King instead. Are you, you're, are you talking about the? <laughs> I'm not. You I'm not here to build a realistic, uh, realistic Joint Chief staff. I want a fantasy one. You're here. talking about when they assassinated the Kamari. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. The whole so and doesn't he ends up he ends up dying in the later episodes? He right? does. Yeah, he's. I actually don't avow any West Wing episodes after season four. So he was. I'm not yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. No, he he dies um, in uh, in Gaza or something like that, or or he's killed in a in a Palestinian strike. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure everybody listening is fascinated. We'll do our uh, we'll do our <laughs> West Wing episode later on. But Aaron, we are back to you. You have two picks on the turn here. Who would you like to select? All right, so. We're going to go, we're going to stay in space. And I apologize, it's space heavy. That's just kind of how these things go these days. Uh, we're going to take two from Star Wars. Star Wars Extended Universe. And here's the thing. Leo's about to make a face at me, and I'm going to explain to the audience what's First, happening. I don't is that like a the TV show? It is. Star Wars in fact, yes. there are many Star Wars TV shows. Mm -hmm. And the character that I'm about to say, while he first appeared in a movie, has had more lines in a TV show than he has on screen. Nerd alert. <laughs> yeah, he's out nerding you at the moment. Listeners, okay, what you're hearing right. is the sound of Joe panicking as he realizes he's about to get out. Sure, okay. Military strategist, hero of the Mon Calamari people, Admiral Akbar. Oh, okay. That's right. Uh, okay. That's right. See, they've got nothing. <laughs> won that one. Easy. I don't even have to explain that one. But I, just for the case, I, mean, I will. I feel like you might have All right. to, but okay. Military strategist. Obviously able to go into a situation. He was expecting one thing. The battlefield changed on him. He correctly identified the situation. It's a trap. There we go. Right. And he adjusted. That fleet should have been wiped out. He kept him going. Beyond that, on the various TV shows of Star Wars related, the Mon Calamari, getting them the fleet, that's a big deal that happens, according to the Wikipedia entry I read last night. <laughs> <laughs> so I see you. I yeah, see you. You know. <laughs> a lot so, of Wikipedia Googling last night. Look, again, I put way too much effort in this. The point being, Admiral Akbar is a great military commander, and he brings a whole fleet with him. He has experience. He's a politician as well. Great hero, great leader. I think he's an obvious pick. Then we're going to go to that's the... It's rough. That's rough. But go ahead. That's let's hear, let's hear you're, your next You're one. an anti-squid Drum roll, bigot, please, for Wicked. <laughs> I, do have, I do have a squid bias, yep. yes. That, is, that has been... Drum roll for Wicked the Ewok, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Yo, we can talk about... E Ewoks are evil, man. Um, Counterinsurgency tactics. Yeah, sure. They... Ripped a dude's head off, and we're playing football with it in the movie. Ewoks, Yikes. man. All right. Going to the other side, also staying in the Star Wars extended universe. Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now, 
for the true nerds. Boy, Only '90s nerds know this when, stuff. When I started off by saying people you know, I was ex- I was thinking exactly of exactly. Grand Admiral Imperial. That Thrawn. Thrawn. That's the sound of our audience yeah. going to going to Wikipedia. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to thank Again, everyone. I think who more than stayed. you realize. Do, 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 do. That's everybody. Yeah. He is a genius imperial officer, considered the smartest in the empire, and he's a good leader. Instead of the usual force choke people, if they fail you, he empowers people. If people come with ideas, they don't work out exactly, but they're good ideas. He has them rise up, tries to put them in positions to succeed. Combined, we now have. Three people with broad military strategic experience, understand the politics, understand how to be leaders. You've got Jack Bauer and a zombie. I've got Jack Bauer and a zombie. First off, I feel like the zombie wins everything. I, and that's the, you know. I feel like I'm just going to have to take your word for it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before we move on to Joe's pick, I'd like to thank everyone who stuck with the podcast through this through this extended <laughs> Star Wars uh, uh, rant here. Joe, you're on pick number eight, third person. You've got... Uh, Captain Cisco, and you've got Admiral Fitzwallis. Who is your next person? Uh, my next person is Sherlock Holmes. That, Sherlock, that, that's a Sherlock they, Holmes. They, yo, that's they still drug tests for the military, right, Joe? <laughs> Sherlock Holmes from the from the show Sherlock, because I mean he's super brilliant. I defy you to find a smarter character on television. Literally, his brother in that show. His brother is not the smarter guy between the two of them. Mm. He's just the guy in the superior position. Mm. He's just the more smug of the two of them. Mm. Anyway, mm. that's my pick. Mm. I mean, he's smart. Lacking, lacking he's some brilliant. pizzazz there. Lacking he's, some. Oh, says you. All right, look, I got two, two, I got two picks here to fill out my squad. I feel good about Jack Bauer and the Night King, but I do see that everyone else is uh, is tacking towards space. I don't want my Air Force to be left behind without uh, without a space component. So I will take John Luke Picard from the Next Generation, mm-hmm. uh, someone people will actually recognize, as opposed to your your Cisco pick. Um, look, he's he's qualified. He moves up. He's got a a broad uh, universe of experience there. He can lead my Air Force into space. So do you think that I didn't look at Picard when I picked Cisco? <laughs> there is a distinct reason why, why I felt like Cisco I, was, was superior to Picard and passed him over. He, his, all of his victories are primarily diplomatic. He's not a guy who, who is, I mean, maybe with the exception of the Picard maneuver, I mean, is he a guy who's shown himself to be sort of like tactically adept? I don't think so. Not like Cisco. Where are we? Where? What are we drafting again? Are we drafting? Are we drafting people we're sending out there? Are we drafting Joint Chiefs? My guys are sitting in the Pentagon doing all the planning here. I mean, if you were, like, we you make a great did. Secretary of State. I grant you that. Look, we already did our uh, our our military movie draft here, and I my the, right. the forces I have out there are already ready to fight. I just need somebody to help provide them some some overarching strategy and. Uh, and intelligence mm. and some planning and whatnot. So, All right. But, look, I think the thing that – I've got a pretty perfect team here. The one thing that is lacking, however, is that when you're looking at the Joint Chiefs, some of this is planning, some of this is leadership, some of this is strategery, um, but part of this is public relations too. I need somebody who's going to be – uh, be able to be the face. Especially you, know, you have Jack like, Bauer and the Night King. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I need. I got some PR issues. Got some right? stuff to cover up. No, here. I've got some PR issues. So Jack's taking care of my army. Night King's got my Marines. Picard's got my Air Force. I need a Navy guy. I need somebody that people are going to be able to embrace, but still, but understands the seas and the challenges of the seas. Understands what you need. I will take Lieutenant Mitch Buchanan of the Malibu, Malibu Lifeguard Unit. 
from Baywatch. He can be, he can lead my Navy. He can be that pretty face out there that helps smooth over the stuff. I feel confident the people. Plus, don't forget, David Hasselhoff, if I need help with DARPA, he can just bring Kid in with him too. He can just do this. I don't think it I works that way. I'm pretty sure it works that way. I got to say. I'm pretty sure they were the shared universe there. When you're doing your preamble, I really, he had this look on his face, <laughs> listeners, of just glee. And I really thought he was about to say SpongeBob SquarePants. Let me, hand you, <laughs> let me hand you my list here so you can see number two under Mitch Buchanan. It's there. It's SpongeBob. It's Scott. there. I was considering SpongeBob, but I felt like <laughs> tactically his orders might be a little messier. You know, Squishy, Mitch, if you will. Mitch has at least led people, maybe not to the same extent, but, you know, we don't necessarily need people with a wealth of experience. I feel great about this team. It's wonderful. Joe, what is your last pick here? Uh, my last pick is somebody who... Um, has experience in the field, um, has has uh, leading men, has an inspirational story, um, and has uh, army experience. Major Dick Winters from Band of Brothers, um, commanding officer of Easy Company, 101st Airborne, led his men in taking out a battery of German gunners that was decimating Allied troops um, in France. Shortly after D-Day, he later routed two German companies of about 300 men. He also um, helped liberate a, uh, a concentration camp. By the way, I don't think actually Easy Company liberated a German concentration camp, but in the, in the show he did. So I think all of those things make him a sort of a superior, uh, he could make a great... Um, so you think he's better qualified than my lifeguard? Uh, I think that question <laughs> answers itself. <laughs> Look, I, you know, the people will decide. The people will decide whether or not you're, you, you going out on that limb, you know, really qualifies him for. Uh, I, the, I think that part of the reason, I just to pull the curtain back, I think part of the reason why I really felt like I had to pick uh, uh, Dick Winters is because we had like a long conversation behind the scenes about whether you could, because of, because of the Chesty Puller pick, the previous Chesty Puller pick, whether um, from a previous episode, whether you could pick somebody who was living, but only under circum- certain circumstances. And I felt like uh, Dick Winters straddled the he, – he came in right on the line because he was portrayed in a dramatic fashion and not in a documentary fashion. All right, Aaron, wrap us up here before we, we break down the teams. I actually have a lot of choices left on the board. So this is there a are a lot of choices left on the board. A few um, TV characters left. Yeah, but I'm going to go uh, end this because we are so focused in space and, and admirals. We're going to go. You have nothing but space. You have an entire space. I got, I got, I got stuff. I got multitudes. <laughs> General Hawk from the G.I. Joe cartoon. <clears throat> Leader of G.I. Joe. Starts as a guy in the field with a jetpack running around punching Cobra Commander in the face, which automatically gets you points. Mm. Then gets pushed up to be general, commanding officer. Constantly has to deal with the bureaucracy who says the Joes are rogue, too crazy. He understands how to use specialized forces from his time in the field. Still owns a jetpack. Instantly becomes the coolest member of the Joint Chief of Staff. I thought about G.I. Joe characters. The main knock against them is if this is the guy who's helping plan and organize your fighting force, they can't hit anything when they shoot. Anything ever Look. under any circumstances. You have an entire <laughs> army of folks who are shooting over the enemy's head. And yet they still win their battles, which I think speaks highly to their ability. I think it speaks more to Cobra Commanders <laughs> well, falling apart there. <laughs> but um, look, you're going to at least have to hit my zombies in the head to knock them down once before I mean, Leo, raise they raise them up can't, again. They, so. can't turn, they can't use their wrists. 
That's, what's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Fair, they have no fair risk. Point, fair point. All right, let's uh, let's recap a little here. Aaron, let's go go through your team again. Okay, who did I pick? All right, uh, so we have Bill Adama from Bowser Galactica. From Star Wars, we have Admiral Akbar and Imperial Grand Admiral Thrawn, Leo's favorite. And General Hawk from G.I. Joe. I mean, you can just... You're, you're Thrawn. Deep dives here. Deep dives here. Joe, go through your team. Uh, Captain Benjamin Sisko from Deep Space Nine. Uh, Admiral Percy Fitzwallace, uh, a.k.a. Fitz, from West Wing. Um, Major Dick Winters from Band of Brothers. And Sherlock Holmes from the show Sherlock. Okay. And I have my Secretary of the Army, Jack Bauer. I have my uh, comm- uh, Secretary of the Army, Chief of Staff of the Army, Jack Bauer. Uh, Commandant of the Marine Corps, the Night King from Game of Thrones. I have Picard leading up my Air Force as we go into space. And I have Mitch Buchanan of Baywatch leading my Navy. I feel great about this team. You really shouldn't. You guys, you guys are shaking your head. This is like the biggest I feel disaster great. You guys waiting have, to happen. You guys have fairly calm, boring. I, I give mean, it six months all... before Leo's entire chairman <laughs> chiefs are impeached by for war crimes. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, look, the war crimes thing is definitely going to be an issue. I'm not saying it's not, but you know, I have not named a joint chiefs chairman. Uh, perhaps I. We'll need to think a little more on the integrity side. That's probably smart. Should um, we just run through quickly other names that didn't? Yeah. What? So what about? else do you have on your list? Uh, so I had Captain America because I felt like you know he could be a good liaison. And so a I took man. Captain America in a previous draft. Yeah. So I could not. Didn't fit. But I did have Batman on my list. Batman's oh. a, an interesting one. Um, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. Totally. Underrated. He gets killed by in trickery, but he won every battle he was involved in. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's fine. There's a lot of dead characters in Game of Thrones. That I, mean, I actually was looking at Grey Worm again, but uh, I felt like there were future many war crimes. Yeah, the whole the whole prisoners thing doesn't go well. I had uh, some some uh, folks preloaded to be argued against. Like if you guys had picked Tyrion, I think there's like a there's like a real path yeah, to no. to yeah, no. to undercut Tyrion as a. As a, uh, no, I was thinking, I was considering Brienne. I also had Tony Soprano on my list. So wow. I, just, I was just straight up all Yeah, that's here. really. There's not any, yeah. I also want to just encourage everyone, uh, Google Captain Crunch Stolen Valor, because this is a thing I'd forgotten about from a couple years ago. There's Wait, did a whole he, was thing. there a TV show for him? Well, he's on TV. No, that's not. Yeah, he's not. That's why I didn't pick, well, that and Stolen Valor thing. But apparently there's a whole, you can go Google this. There's a whole thing of Stolen Valor with Captain Crunch. Yeah, it's spectacular. It's spectacular. Joe, anybody else on your list that we should have considered here? Yeah, I had uh, Bunny Colvin from The Wire. He's the the police captain who sets up uh, Hamsterdam. um, Like, he's thinking outside of the box. He might be the guy who you want leading your forces if you're fighting a counterinsurgency um, Saul Berenson from Homeland, 35 years of the CIA. He's also an Eagle Montoya. And then uh, my kind of real out-of-left-field pick was um, Artie from the Larry Sanders Show because he's a Marine vet. He's unflappable. In spite of whatever happens on the on, behind the scenes, he always produces the uh, the show in perfect fashion. You guys, so. you guys went with all military titles, too. I wanted to branch outside of this. I wanted to bring new perspectives in. My my military is bringing a whole new approach. It here. certainly is. <laughs> nobody picked for all the space picks. Nobody picked Kirk or Spock. I had Kirk on my list, but I like Picard more. I think yeah. a little bit more. Uh, I need a little more maturity from my people here. Okay, so we'll post all those draft results on defensenews.com and militarytimes.com and our and on our respective Twitter feeds. I'm at Leo Shane. I'm at Reporter Joe. At Aaron Meta. Be sure to jump on there and vote and support my team. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. We'll tune in again next week.